Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, this is Natalie Jeans and Natalie Dunn. Yes, this is Chatting with Nat. And today we have the honor of having award-winning pop piano songstress Katie Peterson. Award-winning songwriter Katie Peterson is a pop piano songstress with Michigan roots whose music is sure to capture the hearts of fans of Carol King, The Chicks, and Elton John. Her forthcoming record, Limitless, weaves stories of heartbreak and healing based on a North American road trip that inspired the new album, which has received recognition from the John Lennon and International Songwriting Competitions. Look out for the Nashville-based songwriter's record, Limitless, on Earth Day, April 22, 2022. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Katie. How are you? Hi, Natalie. I'm good. How are you? I'm still alive and kicking. (laughs) I'm still here. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Crazy, crazy world, crazy times that we're living in. It's just, I don't know. You know, I always tell people, I get up and I have to uh, pinch myself to see if I'm still living. If, I, if I'm in the 21st mm-hmm. century, there's a lot of things that we're, yeah. we've been through in the past couple of years have just been like something you would think that would happen in movie or the 1930s, 1940s. It's just wild. Um, yeah. But so how have you dealt with everything that's going on? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I feel... It has been such a crazy, crazy couple of years, and I, I just think that there's been a lot of um, emphasis on self care and right. being able to um, just take time for ourselves, right. um, which can be really difficult when it feels like the world's on fire. You know what I mean? Um, so I feel like my answer to your question is I'm, I'm still figuring that one out. <laughs> Yeah, I think we all are. I mean, it's just, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. I, like, huh, what, what universe are we in? Now, there's yeah. a question that I like to like, like, that I like to ask everybody. Basically, you know, we know that the pandemic is awful, got awful. People lost limbs, you know, there's long-term COVID, people died. Um, people, a lot of people lost a lot of people, millions of people have gone away gone away mm. pandemic um but on the other side there have been some pros believe it or not you know i always tell people well family members were walking outside in my neighborhood and it's, that shouldn't be an odd thing but you know people are always rushing around with their daily lives people actually took the time to be together um mm-hmm. there, there's a colleague of mine that decided to cut back on work hours because he realized he wasn't spending enough time with his family um climate change yeah. like the animals were just like no people in the streets the polit the pollution level actually went down you know mother nature all that stuff they were just like i hope they don't come back um mm. you had 
uh, people that actually quit their jobs. Here's the thing. What pandemic did is like they knew life was short. It made them realize that life is even shorter. Is a lot of people yeah. decided I need to do something that's more of my passion. Yes, I want to make money, but I have to be happy doing it. And then so mm-hmm. musicians, there's a lot of artists like us that decided to create new music during the pandemic and lots of writing. There's some people that decided to rebrand. There's some people that said, no, I'm not doing this music thing anymore. Um, there's a lot of, what I'm trying to say is a lot of self-introspection that happened. Yeah. So you, did you really think about, did you decide, okay, I'm going to stay Katie Peterson, the way that you've been promoting yourself. Did you change anything about your branding? What did you think about? Yeah. Well, the, um, the short answer is yes. Um, I feel like a lot, a lot changed um, in regards to my perspective. I was actually one of the people that ended up quitting my job um, because mm-hmm. it was just so apparent that life was short. And um, I've always just, you know, wanted to do music and lean all the way in. And I was always just too, like, frankly afraid. Um, and And so I think that during the pandemic, there was a lot of time for um, self-reflection and introspection, and um, I just found myself turning to writing um, almost daily at that point because it was it was one of the only outlets that I feel like um, we really had. You know, couldn't leave my house. I had just moved to a new city. Um, you know, it was it was quite a, a, a tough time there for a minute. Um, and so I feel like with that, you know, it is this silver lining that I don't know that I would have had that stark of a perspective change um, mm. without that that period of pause um, and without that time to be able to, like, really reflect on, like, okay, what do I really want out of my life? What am right. I What am I here for? What is my purpose? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like uh, it really helped me to lean into – um, the idea that I have a voice and um, I want to use it uh, for, you know, to connect with others. And so uh, the way that I use my voice is through music. And um, so that's kind of where where I landed after all of that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, and you know what? A lot of people, uh, I'm I'm just like you. Um, so high mm-hmm. five to you for quitting your job. I quit my job. Thank you. You too. <laughs> to, yes. I'm choosing my coffee too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For several reasons, um, besides the pandemic. But, you know, you come to a point in your life it's like do or die, basically. Either mm-hmm. I'm gonna try this a hundred percent or I'm just gonna let it go. And you know, I decided this is my passion, this is what I wanna do, I'm gonna go full force with it. Um mm-hmm. and, and I like the fact that a lot of people really took the time to really think about, you know, what they want to do with their lives during this time because, boy, we were we were on lockdown for the longest time. You know, this was mm-hmm. the t- this was the time to do it. This was the time to do it, basically. Now, what yeah. was about the music industry that made you say, "Oh my gosh, Katie and music have to go together"? Was it something that you saw? Was it something that you heard? What inspired you to become a musician? Yeah, well, I think that it was always, like, highly encouraged um, growing up, like, to turn to song, to play the piano, to sing, um, you know, to just enjoy music. I, I grew up in church, and so I, I do have, um, you know, that that background of just being able to, like, sing in church and 
um, singing in choirs as a kid and that kind of thing. Um, so I feel like it was just always sort of around. Um, but I think that when it really sort of hit me that it was something that I, I wanted to do um, was when I sort of learned how to play the piano, um, like with, with pop songs that I really loved. Um, it just was like a new way of, of learning the instrument that really started to um, kick some inspiration in me. And so that was around high school, I think, for me. Yeah. Wow. I love artists that can play instruments. I'm still on that. <laughs> you need to learn how to listen. I've had like this smart keyboard in my house for six years. Cause I, you know, there, this is where I am. I get gung ho about stuff. Like, oh, I get a this key, smart keyboard. I can attach my iPad to it. I'm going to learn. And then life happens. <laughs> and then yep. I, I get sidetracked and, but, but don't worry. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still on it. I'm still going to listen. I'm still going to open the box <laughs> and I'm going to take it down. <laughs> And I'm going to do something. This is the year. So I, I just love the fact that you can play and you're doing pop songs on the piano. That's a beautiful thing. Now, how important oh, is it for you? You're welcome. How important is it for you to be authentic in your, in your music and in your life? Oh, it's very important. Um, I feel like that's one of my core values, <laughs> um, to be honest. I just, think that there's like not another way to be <laughs> um to be inauthentic is frankly exhausting so um mm -hmm. I just feel like you know if whether it's a song that is serious that I need to like really get something off my chest or even if it's a fun song that is just sort of like you know for me um both of those things I think can be authentic um right. you know but I just I it never needs to be something that's like forced, you know, or um, contrived. And, and I feel like, to be honest with you, I feel like the pandemic also shifted my mentality with that of realizing like, hmm, like, am I being, am I showing up as my true self, you know, in, in these different relationships? Like, I feel like there was just a lot of, um, of realization of like, uh, trying to fit into a certain mold. Um, to like fit in with certain crowds, if that makes sense. I think that that's a human thing, but I think that um, I just became more aware of that, uh, like over the pandemic of like, hmm, like how can I just show up Katie, you know, to like every single group or every situation um, that I'm in. And, you know, that's, that's a work in progress. I think it will always be, but, um, but I, uh, yeah, I just trying to, trying to fit into something that I'm not is uh really really like just exhausting and not fun so I'd much rather be authentic um if that answers your question yes it does and I love that um yesterday I was having a conversation with somebody about you know I, I recently released a song and the person contacted me about wanting to promote stuff and we were talking about you know he's like well you do so many types of genres and stuff like that you know you really need to, you know, you need to brand yourself as whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, I said, well, I know what my brand is. I'm a, I love social impact message songs, and that's my niche. I like mm -hmm. to write songs about the realness of people, the realness of the world. Because the song that I just released is called Block, and it's basically about blocking mm -hmm. people media which is real people did i know many people that did that during the election season because people found out who people really were and their beliefs and some people couldn't yeah. disagree and so people got blocked it happened you know and i block people it, you really have to annoy me you have to say something really ignorant or racist for me to uh to 
to block you. I don't do it often, but you should see my list. Anyway, um, so, okay. um, right, it's all about being authentic. I want to write authentic music. And what I've come to understand with people like us, we have to do that. That's our nature. It's just, it's just we're born like that. And during the pandemic, I did a lot of uh, webinars and conferences on TikTok and different apps and stuff like that. And one of the things about TikTok is that the videos that are most popular are the ones of people being authentic, people doing things yeah. that other people think that they can do. You know, mainstream artists gets on there and blah, blah, blah. It's not, it's not realistic for them. They may like their music, but it's not realistic. Mm-hmm. When they see something that, that's normal, that's everyday life stuff, people just love that stuff. They're like, oh, or you, or you learn a new hack or whatever the case may be. Authenticity is the key. Because during the past three years, we've dealt with a lot of fake news, this, that, and the other. You go, you say, oh, really? And then you go to another page. And then say, no, that wasn't true. So people want hope. They want realness. They want authenticity. So kudos to you for being an, an authentic person and an authentic, authentic songstress. Um, it's, mm. it's the biggest thing. Um, what, what do you love most about being an artist? Hmm. Um, I think that it is like similar to the vein of what we've been talking about. I think sometimes it's easier for me to sing how I feel than it is to say it out loud. And so I think one of my favorite parts about um, being a songwriter is being able to say things that, um, that need to be said um, things that people can relate to. And I, what, it's so interesting that you say that about TikTok and just, you know, people being drawn to that because I feel like the songs that are the scariest for me to write and put out in terms of them, like being really vulnerable or personal and, you know, um, that kind of scary, um, are usually the ones that connect the most. Um, they're usually the ones that I think, you know, no one's going to like this song because it's too personal or it goes too, you know, too far deep or whatever. Um, and those are always the ones that actually end up connecting the most. And so I think that's one of my favorite parts of being a songwriter is, um, is like feeling less alone when I'm able to connect with other people, but also just hearing other people tell me, you know, this song made me feel less alone. You know, it's, it's just some, some kind of like, uh, community sort of facilitator, I suppose, music music can be. And so I think that's one of my favorite parts of it um, as an artist. Well, what I've been telling people on my podcast is what we need, what we need to start to understand is that music is our superpower. Okay? <laughs> yes. Because we have the power to heal somebody, but we do because sometimes, like you just said, Somebody will listen to our music and they'll say, oh, my God, I needed Katie Peterson at that moment and made me survive. I needed Katie Peterson because she made me smile. I need Katie Peterson because she gets me. That is a superpower. It is a healing mechanism because you just brought something to that individual. You know, I always say that with my music, I want to be an effective player. I want my music to make a difference. I want people to say, oh, my God, she's doing that. I can do that. Oh, my God. This song, she gets me. It's important. You know, obviously, we're in this music industry and we want to make money. We have to make money to survive, period. You know, Mm -hmm. 
Um, but we also have the opportunity to do good with our music. You could write about the social impact. It should be. It could be about relationships. It could be about a job. It could be about anything. But at any given point, somebody needed to hear your voice to get through. You know, I met this woman um, a couple months ago. We sat down, and she was telling us this very interesting story. You know, she was performing. Somebody came to, to hear her perform, and at the end of the show, he went up to her and he said, "You know what? I needed to hear your voice because I was going to go back home and." Oh, my gosh. And he decided not to because of what she brought to the table. So wow. it's a reminder to all of us that do music that we do make a difference. We can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And if we can do it, mm-hmm. let's, let's do it. Let's do the thing. Like, I'm so I'm over there. Um, <laughs> no. um, <laughs> I am right there with you. You know? Now, I am going to play your song, Time to Live. Let me Tell me what that's about. No, it's not Time to Live. Sorry. I'm looking at something else. That's Sorry. Good. It's called Lake Louise. <laughs> no Lake Louise. Yeah. Lake Louise. Well, tell me what that's about. Yeah. Um, well, I took a long solo trip. Um, at the end of 2019, before I moved down to Nashville, um, a like series of doors had closed in my life. And it was just one of those things where I just needed to, um, go far away for a little while and, um, and kind of reconnect with myself and with nature. And so, um, Lake Louise is a, is a story song about my, you know, my travels out there. And if you're not familiar, it's a lake in Alberta, Canada, um, okay. in the, this national park called Banff. And it's one of the most beautiful places, um, in North America, I would say. I mean, it's just like this turquoise water surrounded by mountains. I mean, just absolutely stunning. Um, you know, it looks like a, a computer screensaver, you know? <laughs> um, and so I was there and, and just, uh, battling depression pretty severely at that point in my life. And, I just remember going, um, driving out there and being like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go out there and like, everything's going to be fine because I'm going to be in this, you know, beautiful place. And I'm just going to, you know, sort of make, make this go away kind of a thing. And so as I, as I got there, I just remember being disappointed that it didn't all go away, uh, just because I, I drove far away and, uh, just sort of realizing that you sort of have to face face your fears, face your demons, um, even when you're in the most beautiful place in the world. And I, and I think for me, this song is kind of a, wherever you go, there you are kind of a situation where, um, it doesn't really matter what stage of life you're in or like where you are physically. Um, if you're not connecting with yourself or taking care of yourself, then, um, that's always going to sort of be something that you have to do despite the circumstances that are around you. Um, so Lake Louise is a really special song for me, but, um, but yeah. Amen to that. I also, <laughs> you know, I also go through depressive times, so I, I completely get it. This world can yeah. just bring you down. But we, sure got can. Music, <laughs> we got music to elevate, so let's play it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Mm-hmm. 
local artists um, that they're called Assemble Sound and they have been um, kind of working with me on, on trying to get some placements but that is definitely an avenue that I would love to lean further into. Mm-hmm. 
because you should. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Because you definitely have the vocals for it. Thank you. I mean, (laughs) wow. Because I was listening to your song, and obviously it was very moving and touching, but I'm just like, my God, I could hear this in a movie. I could hear this in a documentary. I could television, whatever. I can hear it all. (laughs) You have a beautiful voice. Thank you. Um, What is your, sorry, what is your song? I'm like coughing. You know, I just came back from the Grammys and I got sick. Um, Oh, I'm so sorry. Again, with that thing that shall not be named. (laughs) Right. My goodness. (laughs) What is your songwriting process And if you deal with writer's block How do you deal with it Yeah Um, Well My writing process is kind of uh, I don't don't know I feel like oftentimes I write in the car Um, I drive a lot Just for um, you know Driving to uh, gigs or driving back home for different things, you know, back and forth from Michigan. And so a lot of times ideas will come to me in that, you know, that quiet space or that time when, you know, you can't really focus on anything else but driving. Um, and so most of the time, you know, I, I would say over half of the songs that I write um, are like melody ideas that pop in my head while I'm driving. Um, and so I use voice memos a lot to just sort of record those and then um, whenever I get to where I'm going, you know, I'll pull out the piano um, and try to put some chords under it. Um, sometimes, you know, the like for Lake Louise, for example, um, the piano part actually was like a melody that came into my head, um, like that I that I just sang into my phone and then sort of figured it out later on the piano. Um, and so, you know, I just I just feel like sometimes like ideas are just such gifts that sort of fall from the sky, <laughs> and it's yeah. just sort of up to us to pull them down and and put them on the paper. So I would say that that's honestly, you know, I, I don't even know that that can be labeled as a process, but <laughs> that's sort of how, how I've been writing. <laughs> it's the way you do your thing. This beautiful thing. And everybody yeah. has a way to go about it. Um, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I can't be forced to write. I've tried that. And I would just stare yeah. at the screen with a piece of paper. Cause I'm still, <laughs> Oh boy. Right on paper. Yes, yeah. I do. Um, I actually still read books because I like the feel of the the book. I like the whole the whole journey of having a book in yes. my hand and through it and touching the paper to write a song. And then there's moments mm. where I'll be hit with some kind of creativity and, it's, and the the words just flow and I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a stickler for following the rules either with songwriting. You know, there are certain genres you have to be mm, mm, mm. like uh, I've learned recently mm-hmm. about this because that's what I do is that um, you know, they they want you to rhyme all the time. <laughs> like everything has to rhyme. <laughs> I'm like, why? Isn't the whole purpose to tell a story? Um, yeah. And I do, <laughs> but I also like to take you know, I like to take my feet and I like to go over the edge of things. I like to be unique. I like to um, just be a little bit different. I want people to say, like, 
oh, I didn't, oh, that was a different way of doing things. You know, when I first started out in music, I used to listen to the song, just listen to the melody, blah, blah, blah. Now that I've gotten deeper into the music industry, I listen to the lyrics a lot more. Lyrics are my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was a great use of that word. Or if there's a phrase that I want inside my music and it seems like it won't fit, I will make it fit. Because <laughs> Um, everything that I'm trying to say. And, you know, some people are just like, oh, well, you know, you need to do um, first, first chorus, first, first bridge, whatever. And I find that it stifles me. Like sometimes when I try to do that, and then it just doesn't work. And then I start writing. Sometimes I write them like a poem and it feels so much better. I just, oh, it's just me that comes out. So in your writing process, do you just write the way that you want, or do you try to stay in a specific rule thing that's out there for different genres? Yeah, you know, I, that's so funny that you mentioned that because I actually forgot about this related. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after the second verse, I go straight into the bridge and then back to the chorus. Okay. And when I, I submitted that song for feedback and um, that was one of the notes that they had mentioned, you know, like you should really do a chorus and then have the bridge after the chorus. Hmm. And, and I'm not going to lie. Like I, I tried it, but I just felt like it lost the flow of that story. Um, I feel like the bridge would have then felt like it came out of nowhere. Or like they'd have to be like, wait, why did she have to go, you know, to, to, to the, the gas station or whatever. And so I just, you know, that was one thing that I feel like, um, like especially just like getting a little bit older and also just sort of owning like owning your craft as part of being able to say you know I know that's the way that it's always been done or that it's like quote-unquote like standard or typical to do it that way but I actually like know and believe that this is right for this song um and so you know I think sometimes that's hard for us to to do as women in the music industry but I think it's really important for us to be able to tell our stories the way that we want. So, um, Amen. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you don't go into an art gallery and say, well, he should have used a splash of orange or blue here. It is really yep. crazy. And I, I keep saying, do I want to open this dialogue? I don't know how I'm going to do it. I saw on TikTok or wherever, wherever <laughs> about how people want to constrain our our creativity. Mm-hmm. No, nobody's going to like it that way. They don't know. It's almost like when we mm-hmm. submit our music for reviews or submit, it, submit our music for promotional services. Oh, but the audience mm-hmm. is not like that. How do you know? <laughs> yeah. Most yep. people, yep. most of those places basically are going by what they like. Well, that's the God's honest mm-hmm. truth. And some of them do yep. know more about the music industry to say, okay, this is, the, this is trending right now. But you never really know what somebody's going to like until you actually put mm-hmm. it out. And that's yeah. the bottom line. Some people have said, you know, I've listened to certain songs and we're just like, oh, my gosh, this is something new. This is different. I love this. You know, mm-hmm. and I go back into my song, Blocks. My song, Blocks, is one of the ones that people have shared the most. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. well, I got all this other stuff out here, but you like this. Because... Because for me, it's about the realness, and they know who I am. Like, I speak yeah. say things all the time. People just mm-hmm. don't – I feel like in our industry and with promoters and all kinds of different people, people need to give music a chance. They need to say, okay, mm-hmm. this is 
different. Let me put it out there. Let me see what people think. Rather than giving the people the same old stuff all the time. Like I told mm-hmm. I said on a podcast that it seems as though in order for us to be seen and heard on radio, all these other mm-hmm. people have to die. <laughs> because what, what happens yep. on radio? They inundate you with Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Daisy, whatever, Kanye West and all these different people. It's just how do you get out of that? How do you how do how how are we supposed to be seen and heard when it's always the same thing over and over and over again? And the platform is huge for us. It's <laughs> thousands of indie artists that need to be seen and heard and there's so many platforms for us to do it. It's just bugs me. Mm-hmm. You know. Bug. Yeah, I totally feel you. Yeah, it is it is a struggle and I think it's just so that is so funny. I'm actually I'm reading the book, um, Big Magic right now by Elizabeth Gilbert. Are you familiar? No. Okay. Well it's all about the creative process. She's the author of Eat, Pray, Love and the book is kind of about it's it's just like this beautiful, beautiful book about the like creativity and how um, you know, basically the, the premise of the of the story is like you know, after Eat, Pray, Love, it was her biggest success. And then everybody kept asking her, like, well, are you sure that you still want to write? Like, what if you can't top your last creation, that kind of thing? And she was like, I'm not in this to, like, top myself or to, like, win this game. I'm in this for for the love of it. And, um, and so I'm just going to do it the way that I know how. And she talks about this story that she submitted to this one magazine that she really wanted to get into when she was first starting. And she submitted it and got a letter, like a rejection letter from the editor saying, you know, like, this is a great story, but, you know, we just don't really like the ending. And then fast forward five years later, um, she submitted that story again, um, talked to the same editor who ended up loving the story. And she, you know, and she said, you know, even, even the ending, did you, did you like the ending? She's like, I loved the ending. Mm. And so she just talks kind of about how, sometimes art just needs to land at the right time. Like it's just so random and sporadic. Like when, when someone needs to hear it or so when someone connects with it, it's so out of our control. Um, and so I, I just feel like, you know, it can be really frustrating sometimes, but at the same time, I just feel like the, the likelihood of us connecting um, really increases when we just keep showing up. And so that's kind of my, my goal. <laughs> I love that. And that's so very Mm -hmm. true. Now I'm going to play your song, One Before the One. Tell me what that's about. Awesome. Yeah. um, Well, I guess it's uh, it's about um, just seeing people that used to be a part of your life uh, that you once loved uh, start a new life with somebody else. And I think it's something that happens more and more um, in this day and age that I don't feel like other generations really had to deal with quite as much um, right. just with the, with the age of social media and everything else, you know, it's kind of like in your face sometimes. And yeah. so uh, speaking of your song blocked, you know, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> that button can be, uh, <laughs> can be helpful. So. <laughs> no, Settling down 
um, you know, when we support one another, we rise together. And Amen. so one of my favorite things about like being in the industry, especially with women um, over the past couple of years, like some of the people that have just waltzed in my life, I just, I sometimes just sort of like have to pinch myself. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I just cannot believe um, some of the incredible women that have um, come into my life and have just really helped to um, not only support me, but like, um, for us to be able to work together to support each other. Um, I have had more, um, I, I don't know, like I, I have just, for, for example, I just did a, a short run tour with two of my, two of my closest friends. We did a writer's round tour in the Midwest and each of us just sort of reached out to a couple of venue contacts that we had. And, um, and you probably are well well aware of this, being being a woman in music and, and a touring musician. Tours are not easy to put together. Like it takes some time. Oftentimes you have to send a lot of follow up emails to get to get Great. people to respond to you, that kind of thing. And I am not kidding you. With between the three of us, we planned out like a two two week tour um, within a week. Like almost all of these venues got back to us. Um, you know, all, nearly immediately, and they were they were great rooms. You know, there were listening rooms where you know you could hear a pin drop. People were there to hear us, and um, and one of the biggest comments that we got from that tour was, you know, I loved all the music, but one of my favorite parts of the show was seeing the way that you guys support each other. Mm. Um, and I just feel like that is the highest compliment that <laughs> that yeah. I could get as a musician, you know, um, because that's what it's all about. We're obviously here to, to share our stories and, and connect with people. But I think that part of that, too, is just being able to sort of lead by example in that right. way. Um, and when people see it, you know, it, it connects on a, on a deeper level, I think. So, yeah. Amen to that. I agree with you 100%. Um, and I have a lot of women in my life that have just been fantastic. So I agree with you. Um, what are Mm -hmm. three things you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? Hmm. Um, if I would go back uh, to to tell my younger self, um, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, it's going to take a long time. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, this is a long this is a long haul career. Um, it is not for the it is not for the faint of heart in terms of like you know overnight success or um, because even frankly even if you do get overnight success. Um, you have to keep your foot on the pedal um, to to keep that momentum going. And so I think um, that's something that I have like really embraced over the past couple of years um, of just realizing because I'm in it for the long haul, I don't feel this like immense pressure like that, you know, if, if it's, if it's not now, it's never like, no, right. you know, like, you know, I'm just going to always going to be doing music. I'm still going to be showing up, um, you know, not to say that I'm just going to sort of like sit back or anything, but, um, right. but I think knowing that it's the long haul helps to take some of that pressure off. Um, okay. Two other things. I think also just um, that like, for me, what I have been learning recently is as a woman, it is okay to voice my opinion, um, to share my ideas. And like me doing that isn't stepping on toes. It's just presenting an idea. Um, and I think that for, 
for a lot of women, um, sometimes it can feel like um, difficult, I guess, to voice to voice. Like, I guess specifically what I'm talking about is in co-writing or in mm-hmm. group group music projects. Um, you know, we have we have the right to say what we want to say and um, and stand up for what we believe in as, as far as like production and and lyrics and melody ideas right. and things like that. Um, and then a third, I guess, would just be. Um, man, three. What was the question again? Three things I've learned, or three things I would tell myself. Wish you had known before you got into the music industry. Oh, wish I had known. Um, the third one I would say, the, and maybe the biggest, is that you are not alone. Uh, that you don't have to do this on your own. Mm. Um, I think for a long time I thought that like success in music meant that I had to do it all by myself and. Um, you know, like as if I needed to like prove something almost. And, uh, over the past couple of years, I have just found such a, um, joy and relief and like more, um, freedom in music when other people are involved, um, writing with other people, performing with other people, you know, letting, letting people help me with my website and with promotion and things like we're not uh, meant to do seven full-time jobs as musicians, <laughs> you know, we need, we need help. And in fact, it's way more fun um, with other people. So I think that would be my biggest, my biggest takeaway. Yes. And I agree with you 100%. With everything that you mm-hmm. said. Now, lastly, <laughs> what, is, what is a quote or a message or a passage or a word that you like to use to motivate you, push you when you're feeling down or maybe you're feeling good and you just need to say the word out loud or the passage or the phrase. Yeah. Sure. Um, recently it has been, and I hope this isn't um, too much to say, but recently what I have been really like meditating on when I'm starting to feel frantic or pressure or, um, anything is just the phrase, like, I have enough and I am enough. Um, and just, like, looking around and sort of taking note and inventory of, like, the things in my life that I have that uh, fill my life and and just sort of, like, leaning into that's enough. Um, and so I feel like, um, you know, showing up with that mentality for myself as well as um, my art or my craft um, has just been helpful in uh, reducing some of like the anxiety or, or the pressure that I put on myself sometimes. So, yeah. I get it. I get it. Beautiful. Uh, mine is, um, what is mine? Mine is I write my own narrative. You know, I got into a discussion mm. with, with uh, this past year about the press and stuff like that. When we get interviewed for stuff and sometimes they, uh, Push things around, or it's not something that you said. And, and, and some people are just like, well, that's the test, da, da, da. and I don't believe in that. I think for myself, I've seen people where they mentioned something that was wrong, and I told them, you have to fix it, or you need to take it down. You know, I, mm. this frame is wrong when it's not the truth for me. So I've decided I write my own narrative. Nobody's going to tell me who I am and what I do in my life. I write it. Absolutely. The way it is. And that's the way it is. Um, Thank you so much, Katie Peterson, for being on Chatting with Nat. I learned so much. You have a wonderful, beautiful voice. Definitely need to do the sync and licensing thing. You have what it takes. You're an awesome person. You're very sweet and nice. Oh, thank you. And 
you're authentic, which makes you even better. <laughs> Thank you so much. I just so appreciate that. I've really, really enjoyed our conversation. And hopefully someday soon we'll be able to do an IG live so everybody can see us chat and we can have a great time on that as well. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'd love to. All right, everyone. This was uh, award-winning top piano songstress Katie Peterson. You can find her at www.katiepeterson.com. She's Instagram is Katie Peterson Music. Facebook is the same. YouTube is the same. Twitter is at underscore Katie Peterson underscore. TikTok is Katie Peterson Music. Linktree is Katie Peterson Music. Spotify, just get on there and find her music. Or if you don't remember all that stuff, just Google Katie Peterson Music and you will find her and you're going to love everything that you hear. Until next time. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.